horses just because of how Reagan completely changed my perspective from of this world to our true home in heaven um, is 2 Corinthians. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. One of my favorites. Hello, I'm Pete. And I'm Karen, and we're both here tonight to share the story about our daughter Reagan and how God's work through her has completely transformed our lives. So I guess just to start at the beginning, we met back in the 2000s. Late 2000s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got married in 2010 and soon after in 2011 found out we were pregnant with our daughter Reagan. She was a happy, healthy little baby. And when she was a year and a half, we, we noticed that she was just constantly congested. Uh, she never was getting any kind of relief. So we took her to an ENT. Yeah, at the ENT office, you went through all the normal uh, checkup, check the ears, check the nose. And he said that, you know, she needed to get her tonsils out and she needed to have some, uh, her adenoids removed, which is kind of normal things for a, for a two-year-old. Uh, so we weren't alarmed. Uh, but at the end of the visit, the doctor said, you know, that, Reagan had some different features. She had some coarse features. She didn't really look like either one of us. Um, her, her being our child, you know, there would be, there would be some, you know, uh, likeness. And he she said, was always on the very tail end of the developmental window. She was late to crawl, late to walk. Yeah, all, all these different signs that he thought something might be uh, different about her. Uh, so he referred us to uh, genetics at Children's Hospital in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we uh, set up an appointment, met with a geneticist, and kind of went through questioning and uh, suggested that we get some x-rays to rule out uh, some of these disorders called MPS uh, disorders. Um, so we, we decided, okay, let's go ahead with that. Um, we were a little reluctant on, on all these things because we, we really didn't think anything was really wrong with Reagan. She was, uh, she was on the tail end of... Uh, the milestones, uh, like Karen said, um, but we weren't alarmed at that point. Uh, so we end, we ended up going through with the uh, with the tests, uh, X-rays. They were checking her bone structure to see uh, if there was anything different uh, in her bone structure, which is uh, some characteristics of of the MPS diseases. Uh, so we left the appointment, uh, went home, and about a week later, we got, or actually it was probably the next day, the next day. Uh, we, yeah. we got uh, results. Karen got a, a call at, at work. She's a third grade teacher. Uh, at the end of work, she got the call uh, that there were some things that were suspicious in the x-rays, and they wanted to do further testing, uh, blood tests, genetic tests. Uh, so we, this was definitely a shock to us. Um, we, we, we went back in, took the blood, sent it off, and that was when it was about two weeks. We had to wait uh, while this you know, screening of genetic testing uh, went through. Longest two weeks of our lives, because if you do any research on uh, MPS's mucopolysaccharidosis diseases, um, they're all pretty awful. It was about two weeks, I believe, mm -hmm. we had to wait. And uh, once again, end of the day, uh, Karen receives a call uh, and... It was a confirmation that she had uh, MPS uh, 3A, which is also called San Filippo syndrome. Uh, and we, you know, Karen was instantly devastated because we had been doing some research. Uh, we, we did know what the, the different, uh, different types of this disease and, and all of them uh, were very, they were gonna be very challenging. 
But this um, one was pretty much the most devastating. This of all. one, yes, MPS3A was. Uh, it's a. It was a terminal terminal diagnosis. And basically, we're told that her body lacks a specific enzyme that's needed to break down waste at the cellular level. That basically, um, she would start to lose all the skills she had gained in the first couple years of life. Um, in the early years, we'd see extreme hyperactivity. We would um, have sleepless nights, aggressive behaviors. Um, but then as the disease progressed, she would slowly start to lose more, um, including talking, walking, even the ability to swallow. Um, and her ba basically her body would just start to shut down. Average life expectancy, I think we were told, were mid-teenage mid years. Mid-teenage years, yeah. Um, and this was all at that initial appointment. The geneticist basically handed us a few handouts printed off the internet, told us we pretty much now knew more than most medical professionals we'd come into contact with because it's a rare disease and that we should just take her home and enjoy her while we could. So obviously this was the most devastating news that any parent can get um, to walk into a, a, a doctor's office and walk out with the diagnosis of your your child is not going to survive, and uh, the time that she does have left is going to be painful and slowly, you know, deteriorating of of, of all her skills that she's gained. So uh, it was the toughest day of her life. Um, finding out this news, um, we we took a day to really grieve, and then we decided we were gonna we we weren't gonna just settle for this. We were gonna. Well, I, I think too, though, it was shock and really denial at first because in front of us we seemed to have a really healthy little girl. Um, so I don't know, it almost, I think, helped us get through some of those early days to just be in denial about it. Um, but yeah, then obviously we weren't going to accept that there was nothing we could do. So um, we just started researching day and night. Research day and night on the internet, mm -hmm. uh, making phone calls. Um, to, uh, uh, we found that there were some research going on for this disease, and uh, we, we got some hope from that. Uh, there was, we found out that there was a uh, research study going on in Columbus, Ohio, where we lived for this extremely rare disease that um, there's not much research on. It's, it's rare, and really, uh, the most research is for uh, the type of diseases that are gonna affect the a lot of the population. So there's not a lot of funding for these type of diseases, this type of research, uh, a lot of private funding, uh, and doctors that really have a passion for, uh, for, for rare disease, really. It didn't take long to find out. Pretty much our only hope out there was right here at our local children's hospital. Um, they were getting close to human clinical trials uh, for a gene therapy treatment for San Filippo syndrome. So I remember it was late one night, I emailed the doctor and literally within a few minutes, he was calling me, he was still in the office. Um, and he just, he told us all about their research. Um, so basically from there, Reagan um, became part of their kind of research uh, that they needed to have before the trial could begin. They were um, following her progress for about a year. Um, but during that time, we, we already started to notice changes. Um, Reagan was definitely plateauing. We weren't seeing um, any new skills. Um, we were definitely seeing this extreme hyperactivity. Um, and we also were just, we kept hearing about delay after delay um, with the gene therapy getting started. Um, so 
when we heard about another delay, we started to just look at what else was out there. And pretty much the only other option was a trial that was about to get underway in Minneapolis. Um, different type of treatment, but it was an enzyme replacement therapy. Talked to the doctor and we really just had to make a really tough decision. Do we wait for the gene therapy that we thought would maybe be the better option? Or could we not wait any longer because she was deteriorating um, and get her into the enzyme replacement therapy in Minneapolis? And we did decide to do the Minneapolis trial. Um, we were lucky, one of only about five families in the whole country that were able to get a spot in it. Um, and we started traveling to Minneapolis every, every two weeks. Every two weeks. With a hyperactive child on an airplane. <laughs> um, but we did it because obviously it was our, it was our only hope. Um, and then after doing that for a year and a half, um, right before our next visit, we got a call saying not to come, that the trial was being canceled because of lack of results. Second worst day of our life. For me, I would say it even, was even worse because at diagnosis, we at least had the hope that we would find some treatment or trial. But we soon found out that when her trial was canceled, canceled that she would pretty much be excluded from any other um, treatment or trial out there because she was already in a trial. So basically any hope we had was totally taken away. Um, so even though this was the worst day of our lives, ironically, I would say this is also the day that really saved our lives. Um, because we hit rock bottom. Um, we, we had nowhere else to turn. Every door was being slammed in our face um, when we were trying to find something that could help Reagan. Um, and you know, for ever since her diagnosis, I was just constantly filled with anxiety and fear of losing her. And just, I never felt like I was doing enough. It was research, research, call this doctor, talk to this uh, nonprofit, just, you know, feeling like I never was doing enough because if I was doing enough, we would find a cure for her. Um, but when she, her trial ended, there was nothing else I could do. Nothing, I tried. <laughs> um, so, this is where I realized I couldn't control the situation anymore. And it was like a light bulb going off. I was never in control. God is and always has been. And it was that day that I realized I just have to turn this control over to God. I have to completely trust in Him and trust in His plan, not my plan. And I will tell you, a peace and calm came over me that day that I had never felt before. And it completely changed my life. Um, I, it used to be all about this world, that what mattered was what happened in this world, finding the cure for Reagan here on this earth. And it completely changed to not a worldly perspective, but an eternal one. Because what's most important is our true home in heaven. And that's where that true hope lies, not a hope and a cure here on earth but that eternal hope, knowing that we can be forever together with Jesus. It just changed how I looked at everything. And again, that peace and calm is still with me today. Don't get me wrong, there are still many, many tough days. Many tough days. Um, but it just put me at peace that God's got this and He'll get us through it. Um, but when I turned that control over to Him, I also had to come to terms with that, you know, of course, we're praying for healing for Reagan, but God might not answer 
our prayers the way we want them to. People pray for, for healing and sometimes they, they pray that it's on their terms. And you have to know that God's in control. He's always been in control and he has a plan for your life. He's got a plan for everyone's life. And I can distinctly remember praying one night to God, laying in bed. And I could feel he was there with me. I asked him, is my family going to survive this? Because we didn't think we had anywhere else to go. Um, and he answered me. He said, yes, you're going to survive this. You're going to be just fine. All of us. And that was a turning point. Just as, as Karen said, it, it was a turning point where you, she, gave, she gave it back to God. And she said, I'm not in control where you are. And I did the same thing. And I realized she, she is going to be healed one day. And it changed we, it how changed, we lived our lives. It changed how too. we lived our lives. It changed how we pray. And it brought us closer to God because we know that he has a plan for us. And, and then he's going he's gonna to take care of us, all of us. And I would say one of the ways it, it changed just how we pray is, I mean, we still ask him to take away the bad things in our lives, <laughs> but if that bad thing is not going away, then we're just ask God to ha help us deal with it. How can we get through this? Give us the strength to get through it. Or what do you want me to learn from this? Um, and just knowing that he's going to be with us through it and giving us that strength to get through it has really changed how we're able to deal with it. Um, I would also say just it gave us a peace to just be completely present in our moments with Reagan. I mean, she, one of the biggest things she taught us was that it's the little things that matter, not the big things. So just being together. Um, we, we really started living in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, it, ever since diagnosis, it was tough to look to the future because the future had nothing but pitfalls. It had nothing but, uh, you know, Reagan's regression and her losing skills and you know just going backwards and so we didn't we never looked at the future after after diagnosis we looked uh, really after the trial after the trial was was canceled we, we, we stopped really trying to look at the future and we said let's live in the now uh, we bought uh, we bought a camper so that we could take Reagan on journeys across the the country because traveling on a plane was very hard Staying in hotels was really tough with her, with her hyperactivity, and she had problems uh, sleeping. Mm -hmm. If it was unfamiliar. Um, she loved to stick her hand in the toilets. Yeah, no. <laughs> she, she did a lot of funny things in those, yeah. in those hotels. Uh, so we bought this camper, and we traveled around, and we just lived in the moment. We enjoyed, mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, we enjoyed the time we had left with her. And uh, I think that's one of the things, you know, God's work through Reagan taught us is just to love harder, to love one another, just... You know, our world, I feel like we are always in a rush to the next vacation, the next, um, you know, new purchase that you're always just on the go looking for the next best thing. And she just taught us to just be still. And it make, makes me think of, you know, that Bible verse, just, you know, the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. And um, it, it really made the time we had with Reagan that much more special. Sadly, um, on July 25th, 2021, Reagan did pass away in her sleep at the age of nine, much sooner than we thought. Um, and even though our prayers were not answered the way we wanted them to be, 
They were answered. They ultimately were answered because mm -hmm. she, she was healed. She's completely healed. S such a better outcome than what we could have envisioned here on earth. Because if she continued to live here on earth, there would just be more suffering and pain. Um, those last few years would have been unimaginable suffering. So we actually have gratitude for taking away those end painful years. Um, and it does bring us comfort to know that she is completely healed in heaven. This whole journey after diagnosis, so, you know, I didn't really have anger um, towards God. I, I just had questions, why? Um, why do bad things happen to good people, especially innocent children? And I feel like this is where a lot of people fall away from their faith. Um, but it really just made me to start think about why. And, you know, as my faith increased, the more I read the Bible and, you know, there's nowhere in the Bible God said life is going to be easy. Nowhere. Um, there's not many one, places. Not one spot. <laughs> yeah. There's many places where he just talks about we will have trials. We will have troubles. But the promise he gives us is that he will be with us through them all. And if we don't have the strength, he will give us the strength strength to get through them. That's just another way that it, it's really changed, it's our, changed lives. our lives. Yeah. We, we know yeah. we need, we, we pray for God's strength all the time mm -hmm. to, to help me through situations. Uh, and, and Karen said, I do, I do hope for, I do pray for, uh, you know, sometimes burdens to be taken away. Um, but I mostly pray that he helps me deal with the trials that he gives mm -hmm. me in my life because I know he's walking with me every day. Yeah. And uh, prayers, prayers do get answered. They're just not always in the way that we expect them to be answered. Right. It's God's way, not necessarily ours. <laughs> so we've just kind of entered this new chapter in our life, um, grieving the loss of Reagan. And of course, it's extremely hard. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, one thing that really I think has helped both of us through is, you know, God didn't bring sin into this world, you know, humans did, starting with Adam and Eve, um, brought the sin and brokenness. But God does say that he will take that sin and brokenness and use it for good, to bring him glory. So one way that has helped us to just get through this grief or deal with it is, how can I help God do that? How can I take this awful thing and use it to bring him glory? Um, so I know one of the things uh, that was the first Christmas after losing Reagan, um, I just reached out to friends and family and I just asked them, just please share, you know, way, ways that Reagan's life impacted yours. And I would like to just share a few of those. Um, so these are just some from friends and family. Uh, every morning I thank God for our health and I'm aware that every normal day is a blessing. Little things in life are the big things. I truly believe she was an angel walking among us on earth and always knew a bit more than we did. Reagan had such a beautiful smile. Every time I was around her, I left with such joy in my heart. She always reminded me to focus on loving, to let the noise fade away, to focus on the now. She impacted our family greatly. We were able to teach our girls about bringing light out of the darkness and turn a negative into a positive by raising awareness and embracing adversity instead of running from it. I remembered her joy. She radiated love. I'll never forget how much she loved everyone and would come up to stare into my eyes so intensely like she saw into my soul. Reagan brought us closer together, closer to God. Reagan showed us how to love, how to live, 
and how to have faith in what comes. I hope it proves some small comfort to know that Reagan's life changed my daughter's life and I'm countless others. This is from a mother whose fourth grade daughter would volunteer in Reagan's special needs classroom. She shared that after getting to know Reagan, her daughter's dream was to become a special needs teacher. And then also uh, Erica, she was our health aide for Reagan, um, who became like part of the family. She shared that just uh, that Reagan had been one of the best things to happen to her, not only in college, but in life in general. She continually made me a better person. She teaches me to find the good in every situation, and she shows me how to find joy in simple things. She reminds me to appreciate each victory, no matter how small. And it even inspired her to go on um, to change majors and um, wanted to become a phys physician's assistant um, in the hopes of making a lasting impact on patients' lives. So all of that, I just feel like it was Reagan's purpose. Like I, I loved how the priest at uh, her funeral shared that Reagan lived her complete life. She fulfilled her purpose. And her purpose was reflecting God's light. I mean, she was showing people how to be more grateful, to have more joy, how to love one another better. And isn't that one of God's most important commandments is just to love each other like Jesus loves us. So I feel Reagan's purpose has become our purpose to carry on just trying to reflect God's light, to spread his good news. Um, you know, Reagan gave us this tremendous gift of increasing our faith a thousand times over. And so we'd love to try and give that gift to others as well. We've said many times, you know, as hard as we tried to save Reagan's life here on earth, we truly believe she's the one that saved ours. And we can't thank her enough for that. Raising a typical child, we would not know because we, we only had Reagan, but uh, I, I can tell you, uh, you learn so many things from, from raising a child who's, who's not typical and you see how other parents are, are, are raising their children or how they're dealing with them and you see how your life has to be so much different. Uh, you have to handle situations differently. You have to uh, uh, discipline differently. Uh, you, it's, a whole, it's a whole nother playbook uh, when you're a special needs parent and, and you need a lot of support. Uh, we, we didn't do it on our own. I mean, we had great family support when we were raising Reagan um, even if it was to watch her so we could go out to dinner. They say it takes a village to raise a child. <laughs> uh, it takes a whole city to raise a special needs child. Uh, but she, she really did, but sh she did, she did shine though. Yeah, but the, the lessons you can learn from just their innocence and their just joy for life. Um, yeah, they're here for a reason. God has a purpose for all of us and especially for our special needs kids. And that makes me think of another time, this was earlier on when she was super hyper, hyperactive and it had been a really tough day. And uh, you know, with this hyperactivity, Reagan could never sit still, constantly on the move. And I just remember being in tears because it was a hard day. And I was sitting on the floor and Reagan just came and sat in my lap and gave me a hug and sat there for like, 10, 20 seconds, which is unheard of <laughs> at this stage of San Filippo. And I just felt like that was God giving me a hug, saying I'm here with you and it's gonna be okay. Almost every day was happy with her. She was, she 
She didn't like doctors in white coats. She hated the beards. white coats. Oh, you, the beards. You couldn't have a beard for a long be, time. I couldn't grow a beard for a long time. <laughs> we decided that there were two days of the year that we were going to celebrate every year, and that was her birthday and the day she became a citizen of heaven. And we've been doing that the last two years. Yeah. And they're great days. Celebrate, we watch videos of her on those days. Uh, we, we, we go through pictures, we have a party at the house. I mean, we got a, <laughs> as odd as it may seem, we got her a birthday cake. <laughs> uh, but we want to remember her. She had a great life. She changed so many people's lives and she, you know, she really did. She shined, she reflected Jesus. You know, I can tell you there's times I looked in her eyes and I'm like, <laughs> somebody's looking back at me that's not Reagan. And I truly believe that.